Welcome, Sacramento soccer fans, to your State of the Republic podcast. My name is Luis, and today we are in a much better mood than we were in the past episode. And boy, is it great, because if we weren't in a good mood today, then maybe we would have been, again, that much closer to not being in the playoffs. But yesterday's win gives us all so much hope, and that is exactly what we need, especially as we encounter a game at home again this Sunday. So today we're going to be talking about this game against the Coma Defiance from yesterday and also taking a look at the standings, uh, doing some little math, looking at our opponent's rivals, at our own rivals. What do we need? What do we need for them to do? Which is, of course, to lose. But who do they need to lose against? All that tonight here on Stay the Republic podcast. Let's get started. So today joining me are my two co-hosts, uh, Sharon, Jared. First, let's go to who will soon be the birthday girl, Sharon. How's it going? Welcome back. Uh, we we missed you at the beginning in the last show, so thank you for joining us here tonight. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Luis, and thank you for always being the, the backbone of the podcast. Everything is good. Looking forward to Saturday, uh, Sunday, I should say, the match uh, Sunday. And I will say, Jared, if you were going to be in town, I would have upgraded your ticket to a VIP. Of course, you're in with Mark Briggs, so you probably could have scored a VIP ticket on your own because, you know, you guys are are good buddies now, you know. So anyhow, yeah, it'll be fun on Sunday and it'll be good to break down what our odds are for advancing into the fourth place. I mean, there's still several games to go and um, even the uh, pregame talked about uh, the announcers excuse me on the on my 58 Adam Moffitt and Rob McAllister they even mentioned that uh, the part about peaking at the right time so it'll be good to, to kind of talk about where we are with all of that I'm looking forward to that Jared how you doing oh doing excellent so always good to see us uh, take home three points uh, especially after this past weekend uh, but uh, yeah I'm definitely looking forward to uh, seeing our next matchup uh, Hopefully, see in Tacoma to take another L because right now the playoff race is heating up very, very uh, immensely. I mean, we're getting close to seeing the uh, fourth spot. So let's see how that goes. And as far as, uh, you know, kind of being tight with Mark Briggs, well, you know, like, I mean, I, 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 it's probably because I'm a spiritual capybara. I mean, look at Las Vegas. I end up hanging out with the opposing supporter group. So I guess I'm just chill like that. Yeah, uh, uh, always uh, good to be cool with the coach, and you know, you we, we know that he's he's really cool with you, and and that's really awesome just to see that interaction with fans, like like we always say. I also got to say about this episode, I I didn't say it earlier, but this is our fiftieth episode. How crazy it is, right? That just time flies so quick, and before you know it, we're going to be turning a year here shortly as well, and so. Wanted to always thank everyone, as I always do, for listening to us, for supporting us. It's really awesome. This podcast is basically just getting started, and I have a lot of ideas in store, a lot of things going on. Even if in the off-season for Sacramento Republic, uh, we are going to have a lot of interviews planned and a lot of things going on at live shows, uh, things going on with former Republic players on the lives and all that. And 
more merchandise drops. The, the scarves will be uh, hopefully coming soon as well. So be on the lookout for that. But yeah, thank you everyone for uh, letting us get to this first milestone of ours. And of course, our next one is the 100th episode. And to be announced what we'll do for that. But I, I do want to do something for that episode because 100 episodes is going to be a big thing, which speaking of 100 episodes, uh, I do want to congratulate the breakaway uh, with Connor. Congratulations, Connor, for reaching your 100th episode. Again, not an easy feat. And our team has done it with their podcast. And especially considering that their podcast also started in 2020, not an easy year for all of us, but yet they still continue to deliver each week a brand new podcast. So congratulations again to Connor. Really amazing. And we hope that you keep celebrating more and more and more as time goes on. Great. Well, uh, do want to remind everyone uh, that we do have our town hall this Friday at 8 p.m. Uh, we'll be talking about this uh, Sunday's game. Uh, it's not going to be on Saturday. Usually we do it like a day before a game, but because this game's on a Sunday, we'll uh, do that and we'll invite people. If anyone wants to join, uh, it'll be there. But for most of you listening to the show, maybe you're listening uh, Friday night or, <laughs> or Saturday morning. And if that is the case, then go back, check it out. We're just going to be talking about the, the game that we are going to be playing on Sunday against Los Dos. So and if you want to join and you listen to this before Friday at 8 p.m., then please check social media. We'll drop the link to join right there. So all that will be there. And speaking of social media, if you're not following us yet, please give us a follow. You can find us at State Republic 12 on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Also look us up on YouTube to uh, check out some of the interviews that we have done in the past. And the more interviews that we will do in the future and any live shows also get posted on there. So search us State of the Republic podcast on YouTube and subscribe. Great. Well, let's go ahead and take a look at this game. Again, we traveled over to Tacoma. And as I said over and over again in past episodes, right, the key is to beat Tacoma, the three games that we have against them. You cannot give them any points in these three games because they are our direct rival. And now Oakland is joined as well, but first focusing on Tacoma. And they got the three points yesterday. That's what we wanted. Now we want six more points against these guys. Don't let any points fall. We need those points. If we start looking at the stats, they look pretty good for an away match for us. We've had more shots, 17 against 11 of theirs. Uh, six of those were on target. They only had three uh, possession wise. We were at 46%. They were at a 54%, but got to say when you are playing an away game and you have more shots than your rival and more of those shots are on target, that's always a good sign. But I think a word of caution is that any other rival who might be stronger than Tacoma, we need to be careful, right? We need to make sure that those opportunities are capitalized because if you don't, we know what happened last Saturday. So what, what did you guys think of the game overall? Let's go to you first, Sharon. I always like to look at the um, streaks that the teams have been on lately. So looking at the streaks, and I just sent that to you um, on social media through Facebook Messenger. Yeah, that. So 
I always like to look at the streaks after we win or lose or draw, whatever it is. And I thought the game was fabulous. Seriously, I thought that this was one of the best games I've seen the Republic play. You know, number one, Nabi being named man of the match by Rob McAllister and Adam Moffitt. I thought that was spot on. I thought the dude saved us from getting a goal against us. And then Rafi did such an awesome job in the back. He made some saves that I don't know that any of our other keepers would have been able to make. You know, the the boom, boom, the one-two punch save that he did. That was awesome. I know we will review that shortly. Um, Overall, I really like the dynamics. You know, I know we could have put more back in the back of the net. But when I look at the streaks that some of the other teams are on, San Diego's ripe for the picking, Orange County's ripe for the picking. You know, they've they've both suffered a loss. Um, I think even Oakland is still ripe for the picking, even though they're full of confidence. And Tacoma, four losses in a row. I think no matter what we do, I you know, it looks positive for us. We're kind of on par with Los Angeles. So this Sunday is going to be really critical for us. Um, and I know you're going to talk about it uh, uh, tomorrow or Friday at the town hall. Um, so I don't want to get ahead of it, but it just, it looks positive for us to pick up points if we continue to play as dynamically as we did last night. And I'd like the formation, the four, three, three that he was running. That's a formation that I used to love playing when I was playing. I love a four, three, three. I think that there's opportunities for all kinds of um entry passes and shifting and cover it's just for, for me it's it's more dynamic than a 442 and a i mean i didn't mind our 4141 when we were playing that i thought that was pretty cool um but i really have always enjoyed a 433 cuz that's that's a system of play that i played and there's so many chances for seams and creases and run uh up back throughs uh there's a 4-3-3 allows you to avoid the defense more easily because of the way you attack with as many dynamic players. Nobody has like a set role. We saw a lot of our guys playing like next thing you knew, Mario Panagos was playing striker, you know, and Kisa Wetter was playing off to the right, you know, so it kind of allows for a lot of dynamic so where your the defense can't pick us up. So you know, I'm glad for that. Did not like all the yellow cards. I thought that was a little bit uncalled for. Uh, a lot of it was soft. I didn't think that I didn't agree with Luis Fernandez, the yellow that he picked up. Didn't agree with that at all. Um, and there were some other little like weird calls. But overall, I was super, super impressed with the the dynamism. And I'll tell you what, Jaime Villarreal man, he's finding his own. And even the announcers, you know, they're harsh critics. Adam Moffat, you know, he's played in those positions before and he was super fanning Jaime Villarreal. I mean, everybody was. So he's really put in a lot of work this year and it's shown. Jared, what did you think? Well, unfortunately, I was only able to catch the second half live, uh, but from what I did see in that second half, I was definitely impressed with. I mean, we definitely put more uh, opportunities towards, I mean, we were just spitballing shots and thankfully at least one went through so really that's the important part uh there were definitely a lot of close shots especially uh, those that uh, went over the bar uh but um really almost everyone was just uh going on all eight cylinders i mean probably the, the one that um, could definitely be better was uh patrick uh i mean i still have yet to be wowed by him you know by his performance but 
I know this is only a second game, but you know, like you said, uh, a lot of the uh, main names, um, uh, Jaime, uh, Luis Felipe, I mean, Rafi, everybody was just firing on all eight cylinders through this match. So I definitely love the energy. The, and I do also agree with the fouls. I, I saw that we had 22 fouls compared to uh, their six or nine or so. So there was definitely a lot of calls against us, but thankfully not as many yellow cards. If we had half the officiating in this match that take place on Saturday, things probably would have ended up a little bit differently. But uh, overall, I'm very impressed with the effort that our, our boys put in this past match. And I'm hoping we can carry that through to this weekend. So I agree with you about uh, Mr. Webb because uh, there were some comments on social media wondering, you know, why didn't they start Derek Familia? Why didn't they start this person or that person? And I think that we have to get everybody match fit, you know, for down the road. And I agree with starting him. Um, you know, I, I think it's going to take him a couple minutes to adjust to the system of play. But once we brought in Derek Formella, I mean, it was like money, uh, dude's money. He's so money for us and he has to come off the bench. And Luis and I were talking about it behind the scenes. You know, Luis wanted to see Derek starting and I don't think Derek's a starter anymore. I think he's off the bench. Give us the flash. And I, and, you know, a lot of people wondering why isn't Cam starting? Well, I mean, come on, Cam has started so many matches, you know, he's played so much. We have a ways to go before the season has ended. So it's like, you've got to get other people match fit because Cam is always match fit. Cam's got a deep tank. You don't have to worry about him being match fit. So give him a chance to rest and that sort of stuff. So I know, I know Luis is going to probably disagree a little bit with me. Luis, what do you think? Yeah. So I got to say, basically, uh, something that I said last week and coach did it again. I saw it in starting 11 and I'm like, he did not listen to me. <laughs> and I just really strongly disagree with Patrick Wea continuously now being a starter. And I'm not questioning his ability. Right. But I just really think that coach needs to consider the fact that, like you said, Sharon, Cameron, Derek, they're both match fit. They've been playing throughout the season. You are facing the last couple of games of the season, and you need players that are capable of changing a game at any point, right? And as much as Derek is, is a good substitute and all that, and I think at one point I also said the same thing in the past, I think these are the moments where you need to start your best. You need to start the ones that are ready to start because if we go down in the scoreline, he's going to panic and do some panic subs, right? And then they're going to be going in and then they're going to have that tremendous pressure of like, hey, you need to not only tie this, but you need to win this. We need those three points because we are in a crunch right now in this last part of the season. And so that's why I think he's putting too much pressure on where poor guy, right? I mean, he just arrived from Minnesota literally like, a week ago, right? And now he's having to start two games. He hasn't really played that much in general, right? So he's not even match fit just in general because he actually only played, I believe it was like one or two games with Minnesota. And uh, actually the game that he debuted with Minnesota, according to Wikipedia, which I hope is right and no one messed around with that, but he actually came in as a sub in the 81st minute. And so it's like Minnesota didn't even consider him to be a starter. So why is it that we have him as a starter when he wasn't really even that active 
with Minnesota throughout the year. And so I, I don't think that's a proper way of having a player, you know, play with your team. I think that everyone needs to have their process right, where you start off on the bench, you get subbed in, similar to Emil Cuello, right? First game, he got subbed in. We saw only a little of him. And then after a week, coach decided, all right, let me give this guy the opportunity to be in the starting 11. But he didn't just straight up put him in starting 11 and told him, all right, I need you to help me make sure that, that we figure this match out, right? That we tell so this re- match. Remember, we kind of talked about this, although it didn't, it wasn't, it didn't hold true for Nabi in the very beginning, but we talked about how we don't know what's in the contract for the loan. Um, and it could basically say you need to start him. You need to get him match fit. You need to, sh- you know, you, we don't know what's in that, what's in the loan contract. So I have to kind of give a little bit of credit to coach. I know Tim has the skills and the ability, but he hasn't, or Patrick, he hasn't, I'm, t- I'm thinking of a whole different uh, way. Oh um, yeah. I took the other way, actually. If it was the other way, hey, put him in, <laughs> put him in as a starter. Yeah, right. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I I just think you just never know what's in the contract. And it could be, you know, the the coach is so busy. I mean, they're going to be talking behind the scenes and they're going to be chatting back to Minnesota saying, okay, this is what we saw. This is what we saw. How did you correct it when you had him on your squad? What is it that you want us to do differently with him? They're going to be talking that way because they want to, they want to prepare Patrick for, they want to prepare him for being better for the MLS squad. And the same thing, is Nabi. I mean, imagine now Nabi going back to MLS, right? And he's making big money now with MLS and he's getting incredible playing time and incredible experience at this level, at USL level. And we're, we're like a very tough division that our little conference is, is hard. And he's had to learn how to play a different game than what he was used to. So, you know, it's like these, these guys that are getting loaned to us from MLS, there's got to be a, a reason for why we're doing what we're doing with him. Yeah, granted, right now for Nabi, we've got injuries, you know, and, and we jettisoned off Mitch Tainter. Are, are we done talking smack about Mitch at this point? I'm sorry. I didn't get a chance to join in on the last bit of, of chat chat with him. But, you know, I'm I'm happy with Dan and Nabi. You know, it's just like, don't get in. Don't let anybody get injured kind of a thing. Yeah. Yeah, as far as the ganging up on uh, Mitchell, uh, let's watch the rest of the matches and anything that he slips up and we'll we'll definitely put a microscope on that. I mean, I would gladly do so. And as far as Minnesota, I mean, with the success of Nabi and then hopefully uh, Patrick uh, gets his his, uh, performance going through, I mean, who's to say Minnesota may end up being our parent club? I mean, bring on the loans, bring on the Juicy Lucy Burgers. We, you know, we're, we're down for it. Yeah, we, we wouldn't be surprised, right, if that were to happen because there, there is a trend that is uh, appearing to look like and Minnesota is actually doing pretty good in MLS right now. So, I mean, th- there is that. And, you know, if <laughs> there's one player, I think, in the squad that I'm more familiar with, or actually I would probably say two players, actually, that I've seen before uh, that I wouldn't mind seeing at Sacramento, one of them would be uh, their forward, Juan Agudelo, right? We've seen him in the national team. Good player, right? I mean, he's a little older now, but he's still pretty good and effective at goal. And then another one would be the uh, veteran midfielder, uh, Osvaldo Alonso, right, from Cuba. 
like he he's been around for a long time but the guy's got so much mls experience so hey if they want to loan us those two players out at the very least uh i i would not mind and they can start like those guys i'll, I'll let them start because they they have so much experience already in mls but i do have to say though that something that does always worry me though when we get these late loans is that we're falling into the situation that we've seen happen in other seasons where we get players that only play a couple of matches on loan and then we end up sending them back to their parent club and some of them you kind of wished you saw them more right like the first guy who comes to mind is frank lopez uh, i i was a fan of him i i wanted to see him like a full season but you know because they got that late loan on him it's like we couldn't see him that much and that's the only thing that worries me is that if you build a good player you're going to give that player back to them because i highly doubt that they have some sort of a clause on the contract that says hey if we like this player we can actually purchase him because if we did i'm sure the mls side would be like well if you really like him then i want you to you know give us a good check right we're not just going to let him go for a, a cheap amount so that that's my only worry when, when we do late loans and you know i know that we have to do those loans maybe right because sometimes the necessity is there but i think if we do any loan let it be at the beginning of the season even if they're going to go back to their parent club but do it at the start i mean nabi was kind of close to the start right so do more of those at that right have better planification of the squad so that way these guys can have a lot of the season right to prep, a lot of training sessions, uh, can get more adjusted to the city, to the team, do more of that, right? Don't wait last minute, do these things, right? Just have your stack squad, even if a lot of them are on loan, because it's really going to help those players get better adaptation. So that, that's that's what I think on that. So let's go ahead and take a look at, at the goal that we got. First half, I, I think that, we we should have been tying, right? I mean, I, I can't really make the argument that we should have been winning. Uh, but the second half, I do have to say, we did have more clear opportunities at goal. And it was one of those matches that could have very easily been a 0-0 match. But, you know, we got our opportunity, we scored, and, and I'm really glad because if had it not been for this one, I think we do see a 0-0 tie. And uh, we were saying it offline, but... One of our co-hosts, uh, Crash Kirka, was at the game as well. So, Crash, thank you for being at the game. Uh, we want to consider you as our lucky charm yesterday. And you got to witness this goal. And it's it's always great when you get to celebrate uh, an away goal, especially, too. Um, as much as Tacoma doesn't have that much fans. But still, still cool to celebrate against uh, a couple of fans. <laughs> a couple of away fans. Or not away fans, but a couple of uh, home fans. Let's take a look at this goal then happened in the 78th minute. Uh, Carlton Velmar putting a good cross. He eyes Darek coming through. And if it wouldn't have been Darek, it would have, it would have been Cameron, one of the two. And Darek makes a splash, right? He, I think this is exactly what he needed. And not only that, but clearly goes to show to coach that like, hey, you should have started Darek. Look. He's made an impact already in just a few minutes that he's played. And awesome, right? I mean, it's always great when you get to score a goal uh, coming off the bench. And I got to say myself, I, I was really impressed that 
seeing Belmar and and seeing all the different opportunities that he created in this game. He also earlier before the goal created another opportunity for Wea, which unfortunately he wasn't able to uh, define. And uh, one more note actually on Carlton. Thank you, USL, for doing the right thing and taking that red card away from him because he did not deserve that red card in the brawl. So hands down, I got to say it's it's good that they looked at that and that they rescinded the red card because maybe this goal doesn't happen if that doesn't they, happen. So <laughs> They rescinded the red card on the field at the last game. It was the referee who right there on the field um, rescinded the card uh, against Carlton. He called him back as Carlton was making his way off the field. He called him back and he says, "No mistake, you're you're still on." So he he didn't he didn't end up leaving the game. The last game he stayed. Oh okay. Oh well, I guess so, the referee did do something good. Then it was kind of yeah. confusing. I think when being uh, uh, at the game because you know the brawl happened and then really a little bit after the brawl, the game just basically just ended there and. Yeah. We were all no, really no, no, confused. No. They, and... <laughs> I watched because I had to watch it on television because I was busy hosting a giant concert. Um, and when I watched it on television, they very clearly said what was going on. And you could see they they did a replay of Carlton being pulled back. And the announcers were basically saying, oh, hold on, hold on. No, Carlton is being told to come back onto the field. And then the red card right then and there was erased. So it wasn't anything to do with USL. It was the referee making, you know, talking to his assistant referee and finding out that he had made a bad call. Um, you know, that it was actually uh, Malik Foster that earned the red, which I didn't think that was a soft red because he actually was going after the ball and not Mitch. Um, yeah. So so anyhow, to make a long story short, Carlton, the referee, realized the error, brought him back on. So not a USL thing. So we don't get to thank the USL this time. Oh, OK. Oh, I guess you have to thank that referee. Oh, I yeah. guess. All right, Jared. For I guess first, we got to thank him. We thank a referee. Yeah. <laughs> Or once. Uh, <laughs> or or yeah. the linesman, though, right? Because yeah. it was really the linesman, right, who told him, like, hey, you screwed up. So shout out Could to those been. linesmen. <laughs> and and the and the players were pleading the case. And I think, you know, the referee was listening. So that was good. But getting back to this incredible goal by Derek Vermella. So listening to the My58 broadcast with Rob McAllister and Adam Moffitt, they literally were saying, all you need to do is get the ball to Derek's feet and he does magical things with it. And the next thing you know, it was like within the same breath, the dude that got the ball to his feet did magical things. So uh, it was like a self-fulfilling prophecy from Adam Moffitt and Rob McAllister talking, you know, very highly of, of Derek Formella. And I think just in listening to them, you know, they're not dumb. And as far as Adam Moffitt is totally a brilliant, you know, uh, game announcer, play-by-play color commentator. Um, he knows the beauty of bringing somebody like Formella off the bench. And so I know, Luis, you and I are always going to disagree on this. I always have felt that Formella is better off the bench because he's hungrier. He's more focused than when he has to play 90. We've seen him play 90 and he's done a good job and he's been man of the match a couple times, but he gets a little complacent and he lets he lets things go. He ball watches the longer you have Derek Formella on the field, the long, the more he'll ball watch and forget to move. So. Um, I like him better as a bench player because he's a lot hungrier and a lot more dynamic. So I'm glad I'm glad he did what he came in and did his job 
that he's paid to do, score goals. Yeah, there's a reason why they call him Mr. Clutch, or at least I do, (laughs) because he comes up in the clutch. I mean, and he's proven that season in, season out, especially this year. I mean, I still think about that penalty kick that he uh, shot reflected off the yeah, the uh, the goalie, but he saw fit to continue on, knock it in there. And in this goal that, that he scored, I mean, first of all, Carlton, I mean, he definitely had that uh, wide open presence, you know, to see who was open and just tap it in while, while he was still focusing on the goalie, just tap it over to the dark. Dark just knocks it in, you know, puts us up one nothing. I mean, that is the, the, uh, teamwork and the workmanship that that I've come to expect from the Republic FC. And hopefully they can continue it, you know, for all the way through next month, hopefully into the playoffs. I mean, who knows? Yeah. Hopefully that that does continue. And, you know, just seeing this goal, it, it goes back to what I was saying earlier that these guys know each other already. Right. I mean, they've been playing already for a couple of seasons and they're not new They, you know, you could, say that part of the other squad of ours is still relatively new, right? Because there's a lot of new guys in the starting 11. But when you get these three guys together, right? Cameron, Belmar, and Formella, you know great things are going to happen. And you know that these guys are full of energy and, you know, they always want to make a difference on the pitch. And so that's why I want to see us start with these guys already. Just start with everything. Give it all you got because... We're at the end of the season, and I, I, I'm just I'm counting the points each week, right? I'm doing the math. I'm looking at wh- who the other teams are playing against. I'm reviewing the other teams' highlights <laughs> and all that. And you know that they need to call me. You're down. a dreamer, dude. You're a total <laughs> dreamer. <laughs> and 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 there's a reason Mark Briggs is the coach, right? <laughs> You're, you and I, oh my God, this is going to be so fun. On Sunday, Luis is going to sit with me. There's there's a group of us getting together in the VIP tent for my birthday, right? And so, Luis, you and I are going to be so arguing <laughs> over every little thing. It's going to be so much fun. And then my sister, oh, that's going to be fun too. You know how fun that's going to be. So, Oh, yep. yeah, that, that's going to be great. And I have to say thank you so much for upgrading my seat to VIP like that. That is amazing. I've never been in VIP, so I'm so excited to let everyone know what experience I have and and to hopefully be able to celebrate a goal right there, literally just uh, behind the goal net. So, Really, like right underneath us, because uh, I'm going to get there early, and I hope you do too, um, to snag really good tables right up front up there on the, on the stage, because I think we're going to try to be on the stage. But yeah, so anyhow, um, you're, this is going to be fun to talk about Los Angeles when we're there at the game, you know, whether or not uh, Belmar starts and, and you know, Formella starts and Camelosa starts. It's like, well, then who do you sit? You know, come on. We still already love Mario Panagos and, you know, we love all these other guys and you got to you got to pick somebody, Luis. You can't have everything you want. Well, uh, at least as long as I don't see Patrick Ware again in the starting eleven. I oh, think I'll, I'll be good, right? And and I I hate for anyone to think that like I have something against like Patrick, and it, that's not the case, right? It's just that he's too new, and I think that you need to give him some time to adapt, right? Mm-hmm. And like I, I know you said that there might be something in the contract and all that, and and if there is, I don't know what they were thinking. I, I would never <laughs> agree to that because 
Yeah. It, it's well, like they're using us basically. So it's like I, right. I don't see why why we would agree but to Mal- that. Malik will be back. He'll have served his red card, you know, uh time. So we have we have a lot of dy- dynamic players to throw into the front. So I mean, if Malik is ready to go back, I mean, then that adds one more thing. You know, the guys are going to be fighting in training sessions. They're going to be fighting for the starting role. Um, so it'll be really interesting to what ha- see what happens. Who's even in the 18 this coming weekend against Los Angeles? And it's a day game, and we're not used to playing day games. We're used to playing night games. So this this will be this will be interesting. So we only have that one goal to talk about, um, and we just did. We talked about the goal, and you know the rest of it was all Nabi Raf. Jordan McCrary coming up big, you know, playing big against big guys, you know, Jordan got muscled, but he muscled right back. You know, it's just Jordan did a great job. Duke with his speed, man, he has really proven himself to be, you know, a a key, a key player for us. And Luis Felipe, I mean, I really like his height, his size, uh, the the announcers even said when they put in uh, Derek Formella and I forget who else they subbed in. It's like we now have the tallest team on the pitch. You know that was uh, last night on uh, Wednesday night, and it was like, yeah, you're right. We've got all these height. We have a lot of size out there, um, and that's good. You know, for when you're taking um, free kicks, uh, that sort of a thing. So all interesting. We had a few good opportunities in the free kick range um so hopefully we'll be able to capitalize on those in the future we didn't we didn't do that this time but hopefully soon yeah i I gotta say duke's become like our crossing specialist right you know if he does a cross more often than not it's going to be a really good one and could even be an assist and you always need guys like that that have that ability that can do that especially when you're down in the score line it's like the last minute and all you're doing is just, you know, throwing all those crosses. So uh, I think it's it's good that he's there. And Nabi, you know, I have to say in the last game, with all that happened and all that, I didn't even get the chance to talk about just how great of a performance he did in that game. This one as well. But in the last game, you know, because of everything that happened, it just kind of like passed my mind. But he did a really good job. And constantly, right, I think we don't really talk about a game where he doesn't do good. Because the guy is so motivated and he can run really quick, right? He, if he messes up, he knows he's got to go fix it. And he does everything possible to make sure that any error of his, uh, he's able to actually revalidate, make sure that, you know, that doesn't go through. So uh, great job uh, by him. And and I I think that that's got to be mentioned definitely. And uh, yeah, other than that, also Rafi as well. Uh, he he definitely did have some great saves in this game and I'm glad he's back. I'm glad that, you know, we got him back at the right time. And, you know, as, as far as other goalkeepers go, I mean, we saw Saldana in the bench uh, to be expected, right? He, he is there. And, you know, if we need to see him out on the pitch, uh, hopefully he's ready for that. But I, I really hope that Rafi is able to be healthy throughout the season because we're in this last stretch. We're going to have really intense matches and we need an experienced goalkeeper. And I'm sorry, but we, we don't want to see banana hands in this last period of game. So I, I hope not. But 
<laughs> I'm so glad. I'm so glad somebody else is calling him my, the nickname that I gave him, you know, but it's so sad you know, that he's still injured. I mean, I feel horrible for Tomas, you know, and, and still being injured. And I feel horrible for all the guys that are out injured right now, you know, Tucker bone. Oh my goodness. And I did not know that Pete Pennanen's injury was as severe as it is. I thought he would be back pretty quickly, but he's not, and we've missed him there. There's a thing that Pete brings and sometimes we miss that, you know, and, and Jaime's doing a good job of, of filling in and, you know, all the other guys are doing a really good job of, of filling in, but every now and again, it's like, I, my brain goes, where's Pete? He would have won that ball or he would have seen that pass or, you know, so, so I'm missing him and I miss Hayden out there too. You know, all the guys that are out injured, I feel horrible and, you know, just wish them a speedy recovery. And if anybody's sick or whatever, I hope everybody gets well, you know, cause we're, we're on the home stretch now and we need everybody healthy and out there. Oh man, Tucker bone. That That's, that's true. I, I you know, you, you don't think too much about like the players that you don't have right available to, for each game, but to think how much different we could have been in that last game against San Antonio, if, if he would have been in the starting 11 like that, it, it would have been so much different and it's yep. it, it's a shame it's a shame i, I mean that's yeah. unfortunately the, those things happen and ugh, you gotta hate those injuries that just keep players out for like the rest of the season if, if there was ever a uh, an occasion for marvel what if it definitely would have tucker bone undercover because i mean just in a few games that he did play this season i mean he was a rocket i mean he he would just come off off the bench put in one goal, two goals. I mean, he was just all over the place. I mean, if, if he hadn't been injured, who knows? We probably could be close to, to third place right now if, if uh, you know, if we had all worked it out. But, you know, unfortunately, injuries have just been plaguing us left and right. I'm still a little uh, bummed about uh, uh, was it, uh, Gr- Grinwis when he played last year, mm-hmm. got injured practically the second match. Uh, but I did see he is back with Orlando, so I'm always glad to see that. But, uh, you know, like uh, Sharon said, you know, the folks that have been hit by the bug lately, I mean, I'm hoping for a speedy recovery, and hopefully some of them are able to come back in this home stretch. Okay, so let's go ahead and take a look at, at the standings, as I promised earlier, and kind of some of the scenarios that we are in, because this uh, last stretch is going to be really interesting. and. We kind of predicted it to be like that, but you never want to be that close because the moment you lose one game and your rivals win the next game, then all of a sudden they, you know, things start to shift and they start to get away from you. But as of now, we actually only have eight remaining games. Out of those eight remaining games, five of them are at home. So again, we have more games at home. If you get most of those points, which you know, one would hope that at home you would get those, and especially considering the rivals, which they are not, you know, Phoenix Rising, uh, we would hope that we would get some points. Um, but let's look at, at the standings. So we are sitting in sixth place, 24 games played, 29 points. Um, but rest of the teams in the group, we got first Phoenix Rising, which at this point they've claimed first place practically. 53 points, uh, 24 matches played. Second place, we got San Diego with 25 matches played, 37 points. Third, we got Orange County with 24 matches played, 34 points. Fourth, 
now in fourth, uh, and this is only because they've been Tacoma twice and lost once against them only, but they still have one more game. We see Oakland Roots with 24 matches played, 30 points. Tacoma also has 30 points, but they have one less game with 23 games played. And then, of course, we are at 24 matches played, 29 points, uh, just one point behind Oakland and Tacoma. So just one point away from fourth place. And then uh, at the bottom of us, we got Los Dos with one less match than we do, 26 points. So they win their next match. They're back at being tied with us. Um, and then last place, uh, which at this point, basically out of the playoffs, uh, you could basically already just say it. Las Vegas Lights with 25 games played, 17 points. Uh, unfortunately, we don't play them anymore, <laughs> which is uh, all, all sad and whatnot. But yeah, that, that's that's where we're at now. And so the situation is getting pretty interesting because if we take a look at a point differential between us and the others, I mean, yeah, you got those those behind you, which you got to make sure that, you know, you watch them and that you don't give them the three points on Sunday. Um, but above you, you know, you got just Tacoma, Oakland, one point away, Orange County, just uh, five points away. And then even San Diego Loyal, uh, just eight points away, right? And considering Loyal has one more game than we do, so we win our next match, we could potentially be just five points away from San Diego. And um, depending on how Orange County does, we could also just basically be two points away from them. So the tables have basically turned. And last week, I know we were talking about how dire the situation was. But if we consider that if last week we would have actually won that match, we could have been in fourth place right now. Uh, Heck, if we would have tied that match, we could have been tied for fourth place right now. And so if you look at all those scenarios, we could have been in a much better place. And that's why I put last Saturday's match as a really important one, because the confidence would have been much higher if we would have been at that point. But here is where we're at. And we actually got pretty lucky last week because Tacoma, Oakland lost their matches. And all that was great and all because we didn't have to wait and see if they wouldn't actually uh, win their match. They actually lost. And that did us a huge favor because we now have them uh, so close to us. And that's why things have now gotten more interesting. And so if we take a look at our next matches and again keep in mind it's going to be really critical to win against these teams because if you don't win against them they are going to go above you or you know they're going to keep getting uh, further uh, from you so next Sunday September 26th again it's a 2 p.m game we don't normally have those so it's going to be different weather and whatnot but we play against those those Then the following Saturday, we are going to be back at home on October 2nd to play against Tacoma Defiance. So this is one of the two remaining games against them. Super critical. You got to win this game. You got to make sure that you start to uh, go beyond them. You got to do that. But the following Wednesday, back to another midweek game, we play against the Roots, right? Another rival that we are also competing against. We're making the trip down to now Laney College. Won't be in Livermore this time, so a little bit more further on. Uh, they That's their home, right? They're used to that. We're going to get a bigger crowd than we did in Livermore. Um, so that game is there. 
Then the following Saturday, you play against the Loyo at San Diego, right? So they have to make the trip down to uh, Southern California to go face against them. Then we actually go back at home, but now on another midweek game on Wednesday to play once again against Los Dos, right? So if we look at these upcoming matches, it is so critical that you get the points because now you are facing rivals that are either under you or are above you and that it's so critical that you get closer to them, right? Like Tacoma and Oakland. So this is going to be just a crazy stretch. I mean, October is full of just a lot of matches. It's going to be a, a packed schedule because we are nearing the end of the season, which end of the season is October 30th. And October is going to give us seven matches. So talk about like October madness, right? Uh, a lot is going to be decided here in not just, you know, by the end of the month, but in practically a week and a half, our scenarios are going to be looking pretty clear, right? If you don't beat Tacoma and Oakland, then things are going to get a little dicey, unfortunately. And so uh, this is why, you know, we need to make sure that we're fully concentrated. You cannot lose those matches because you can't let them get anywhere further than where you're at, right? So what do you guys think of, of what we got going on in these last eight matches? All I know is these first three matches of, of uh, October, I'm going to have to get some energy drinks, some coffee or something like that, because during those times, I'm actually going to be spending a week in Oklahoma City uh, with, with family and, and also work. So the fact that these matches are starting at uh, 9 or 9.30 Central Time, uh, I'm definitely going to have to stay up uh, as I can. But uh, those are definitely going to be some great matches. So, you know, what? it'll be worth it. So bring on the monster, bring on the imported Red Bull. Let's stay up and watch a match. So at the end of the day, if you think about it, sports and entertainment are hand in hand. So this will be for us a most entertaining end of the season with so much packed in. And Luis, I know you just spent quite a bit of time breaking down every single possibility and every game and la la la. But at the end of the day, we get to watch sports and we get to watch our favorite team and prognosticate all kinds of things and talk about it afterwards. So just incredible amount of entertainment. And that's what I'm hoping for. I'm hoping no matter what happens, that the entertainment value is really high for all of us. And that, you know, we get to watch our boys in old glory red or whatever color, you know, the quail kit, the dreaded curse quail kit, which we broke the curse on. I know, but um, you know, we just get to, to watch some really good soccer as I'm hoping it's going to be really good soccer closing out the season. If they just play good soccer, you know, a, a good formation, a good attack, a good mindset. As Mark Briggs always says, we trust the process. So we might end up seeing some really fun stuff and might we might be pleasantly surprised. Looking forward to it. Yep. End of the season is always bittersweet, fun to watch, you know, the the struggle and the rivalries. But at the end of the day, it doesn't last forever. And every season brings forward the next. Yeah, that's true. I mean, all that we really ask for is uh, to watch quality entertainment, to watch the guys, you know, give it their all. If, if we don't win, you know, most of the games in October, but we saw that there was a team out there that they, you know, gave it their all. They had more shots. They, you know, just they just couldn't score. Right. They're, the goalkeeper was just that good that, you know, we just couldn't get one past them. Then 
we we can't really complain right and and now it's their opportunity to do so to to do that to really show us that they really want to get that fourth spot and heck not even that just that fourth spot right but like i just said earlier right the difference between us and san diego isn't all that far off considering they have one more game than we do uh, and especially if we win our next game and we get to be just five points away from them so they need to just play and and just play with uh, the mindset of like hey let's go for that second place we don't want fourth place we want second place and we are going to show on the pitch that we want that second place and whether that happens or not well we are still going to be happy if we saw them actually give us a, a good show out there and and don't make it easy on all these rivals to get away from Hart Hill Park with any points, even if it's just one point, that's what we need to do. They need to be more motivated. People need to go out and support the team in these remaining matches. And uh, I know that, you know, we have a, a match that will be on a Wednesday, but I, I certainly hope that people still go out there uh, on a Wednesday night to Hart Hill Park and, and support them because they are going to need all the support that is possible. And like I said it in the last pod, Jared's going to make the trip out to that last uh, home season regular game against San Diego. And uh, I really hope that we get to show Jared that we are fighting for second or third place in the group against San Diego in that last match. And let's give Jared a a good game because he's going to make the trip out there and he'll be spending Halloween in Sacramento. So let's make sure that it's, it's an awesome weekend and, we gave him a good show too. So I'm hoping for, for no tricks, all treats. That's, that's all I, all I can say as far as that goes. And uh, now that you remind me, uh, as far as uh, matches go, I need to start looking at see uh, tickets for 207 out in uh, Chandler again, because that's actually going to be the match before I fly out to Sacramento. So, you know, it's definitely a good reminder. So hopefully, you know, we come out with a win. I mean, a tie would still be okay given the fact that it's Phoenix, but you know, three points or, or, or hell, any points. I mean, three points, one point, anything, anything helps at this point. But uh, let's definitely uh, look forward towards second place because second place would be best. Fourth place is obviously you know, will will be doable, but uh, at this point, these are the marquee matches for us. I mean, these are what we what the boys in red have been training for all season. I mean, this is where it comes through. We need to beat Tacoma, beat Tacoma for the remaining matches. We need to at least get something over Oakland because this will be our final match against Oakland. Phoenix, if we can tie out, that at least evens out the series for us, and that's always a good mark just to leave Phoenix frazzled. And then, of course, the final game of the match, uh, San Diego. I mean, that's it's always going to be a good time, even if it's the regular season finale. So let's see what we can do against them. Imagine getting three points in Phoenix, right? How, how much of a confidence booster can you get facing the playoffs if we get the three points over there? I mean, you know what, heck, even if we didn't make the playoffs, if you beat Phoenix as like, you know, something that you do at the end of the season, I think that's going to be a, a good highlight. I mean, it's going to help us close the season and. In a good way, right? Just just doing that and, and 
true, it might not be much for them because they're already so high in the table that it's just going to be, you know, for the statistic books, but whatnot. And, uh, but it, it still feels good to, to be able to beat them. So hopefully, hopefully yeah. that, that happens. Or, or like you said, we, we just get the point and great, right? At least we didn't go away without anything. <laughs> well, uh, Jared, uh, I think it's that time of the podcast. I think it's time for some USL Unsolved Mysteries, right? Well, I mean, g- given the venting that, that we've done the past week prior to yesterday's match, uh, really about the only Unsolved Mystery I, I can think of at, at this moment uh, probably came from this past weekend. Uh, I just happened upon a uh, article uh, in regard to Phoenix Rising FC's uh, match this past Saturday. I uh, didn't uh, get a chance to read the full details on it, but apparently uh, there was a goal for Phoenix that had been waved off. And now all of a sudden, Rick Shantz, mind you, this is the same Phoenix coach that uh, coached his side against us back in October of last year with the mysterious handball shots. Now all of a sudden, Rick Shantz is thinking, hmm, Maybe we should look into this VAR business anyhow. Convenient. <laughs> oh, you know, I think we could just drop the mic right there. <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely. I mean, that, that's pretty much self-explanatory there. Unsolved, USL Unsolved Mystery. Why all of a sudden is Rick Shantz uh, a cheerleader for VAR all of a sudden? The plot thickens. <sighs> the plot thickens. Hmm. So, well, yeah, you know, we could, like you said, just drop the mic. It's, it is what it is. When <laughs> it works in his favor, he wants it. Yeah. Why? Yeah. It, Why one, now? one could only imagine that maybe he's already a little worried about the playoffs, right? As maybe he sees the team not end the season that strong, right? He's like, hey, why don't we have it for the playoffs? <laughs> so this is so mm-hmm. funny. As, as long as their players keep their mouths shut, right? And their hands down, they should be okay and they won't need VAR. <laughs> Sorry. It, it kind of reminds me of, of a country song. Uh, something to the effect of don't tell me no, don't tell me no lies and keep your hands to yourself. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, that, that's a that's a good one. That's a really uh, good song for them right now at this time. And I mean, none of us would argue against it, right, if they had VAR, but I think being realistic about it as much as we wish that we did, it it doesn't seem likely, right? I mean, we we know the money situation with incorporating VAR and how much goes with that and all that. I mean, I'm more of a fan of, like, if you do VAR in a lower league that, you know, might not have the budget to have more referees looking at the play and, and telling the referee and all that. Uh, I'm more of the one that thinks like just put a television screen on, you know, where it normally goes right for VAR right there uh, on, on the sidelines and put the repetition right there, right? Just put the replay all there, have someone controlling it from Tampa Bay, right? From the USL headquarters and just replay it right there. It doesn't have to be someone actually telling the referee, oh, this is what I think. But it just has to be the referee saying like, okay, let me go check this, right? And establish that for the lower league, right? It's it's something that is super budgety, but guess what? 
it's still going to be effective because you're just going to have one person remotely sending that replay back to the referee and you know the referee can make the best call right so uh, hopefully they figure something out right it's not going to be exactly how we all know it in other leagues but just just do something right heck if the referee has to look up at our screen as y'all know right we have the replays on the screen and if that's what he's got to do right to just <laughs> check his work then i mean there you go right just that there's an option you don't even need to have some other screen on the side so why not do that i, I don't see what the harm of that is right and if he still doesn't call the call that we want to hear, then, oh, well, right. But at least we saw the referee actually looking up at the screen. Like like most of us screamed to the referee at the stadium, <laughs> even though we know that realistically the referee is never going to look up at the screen and actually look at the play, right? But regardless, if you go out to a game, you'll hear mo- more of us actually point to the screen and tell the referee, hey, go look at the screen. They're actually doing the replay there. It was a penalty. <laughs> Okay, well, actually, one more thing uh, before we close out tonight's episode that we forgot, and because this game was better, and and I think more could be said about it, but who do you all got for your man of the match as far as yesterday's game goes? And we'll we'll, we'll let Sharon go first, and I'll go last so you can guess why I pick, like we mentioned a few episodes back, so. Oh, you're going to pick Jaime or... um, uh... Well, you have, I have one of three that you're going to pick. You're going to pick either Derek, Jaime, or Rafa. But I'm still going to stick with Nabi um, just because the announcers had him as men of the match. But I, I loved everybody else's performance. I thought it was great. But I, I'm just going with Nabi just because he's – we interviewed him. I mean, when you interview a guy on a podcast, you kind of feel warm towards him, you know. And we want to interview other other players. And so, if, guys, if you want to get on and just let us talk to you for 10 minutes, I mean, it's easy peasy stuff. L- let uh, whatever his name, uh, uh, John, was it John Jacobs? Let him know because we'd really love to get some of the players' uh, perspectives. Like I said, even a five or 10 minute chit chat, we're done with you. You're off, you know, going to go get your ice cream or your uh, get your ice bath or whatnot. But um, Nubby, Nubby. Uh, I gotta say, uh, this this match belongs to Officer Rafi. <laughs> <laughs> I loved your meme about that. Oh my god, that was perfect. Yeah, that was good. I mean, I was kind of surprised that that he actually liked it on on Twitter just barely a couple minutes after I had posted it. Uh, but yeah, I mean, he 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 came through with a clean sheet. I mean, obviously not his first, and hopefully not his last. But I mean, he just put out a major performance, keeping the ball out keeping Tacoma scoreless for once. So we got one more match against Tacoma. So that's probably going to be one more match left of uh, stoned age memes that I'll have to create, but uh, hopefully he gives me uh, some more good stuff to, to follow up. Yeah. I got to say, I mean, yeah, the memes you post are always great. And, you know, I, I want to see more funny memes, but ones that, you know, we can actually be happy about, right. Not ones that unfortunately we have to, laugh or, or um, bad luck or anything like that <laughs> well uh, sharon uh out of the three that you picked yeah you well, you got one of them right um it, I, I didn't pick old man jaime i had to say it again just, just you know, <laughs> we, we, we don't have to we can't let that nickname you know die or anything no <laughs> be. Um, it, it wasn't rafi but i was close to picking him though 
And maybe I would have picked him, right, if the game would have ended 0-0. But, of course, got to give it to Derek Formella because he scored the goal. He came in as a sub. And right away, like I said earlier, he straight up showed coach, like, hey, I'm going to make an impact. You may have not played me so much, but I want to show you that, you know, the the Derek that we all know is still here. And uh, I want to make sure that we help this team get those three points because those were must-needed three points. And I think maybe it wasn't so much for the goal in itself, right, that I would give him the man of the match. Man crush. (laughs) Man crush. (laughs) (laughs) Saturday and Monday too, right? We're recording on on a Thursday. Um, But (laughs) throwback Thursday, right? So it's good days too, I guess. But I I, got to say, though, that this goal could be – really valuable when we look at it at the end of the season and that's why i give him the man of the match because it wasn't just any goal right it it was a goal that meant that we got three points closer to tacoma and they didn't go any further from us right so it gave us that cushion room of like if we lose the next match i really hope we don't but at least we're not going to be so far off from tacoma when we play against them again so yeah, it just made a big difference. And we might very well be looking at the end of the season at this goal and what impact it made. And of course, others as well, right? I'm not saying this was like the only one, right? But considering that it's happened uh, before that long stretch in October and those games, and you have to make sure that uh, mentally you're at a good position in the table, right? So that the players don't have this big pressure of like, you know, fourth place is like nine points away from you. And now you got to win the last three, four games and hope that your rivals don't win and, and all that. So the closer we keep to our opponents, the better. And Derek made that possible yesterday. So thank you so much, Derek, because I I really thought this game was going to end in a 0-0. And you really made sure that we still had a chance in making the playoffs. So Hey, yeah. but without Nabi, it was going to be 1-1. Think about it. Because that would have meant, uh, without Nabi's uh, kick save, it would have been, I think it would have been 1-1. Oh, yeah. And and that's why, I mean, I, I mentioned good things about Nabi earlier, too. And it's it's tough, right? I mean, if, if we get if we could pick more than one man of the match, then I think he, he could be a good candidate as well. Um, so... It's, no, I know. Uh, I know. We broke we broke it up. We had uh <laughs> we had Jared going going with uh you know officer <laughs> officer, officer Rafi. Officer Rafi. That's the new nickname. <laughs> yeah, and I grabbed Navi, although it could easily have been Dan Casey because he actually got up and down the pitch quite well. And then you you grabbed Derek. It could easily have been Carlton. I mean, it could easily yeah. have been any mm-hmm. could have been Jaime. I mean, shoot, because he he put in a solid performance, but at the end of the day. We have who we we pick, so good job. And uh, we still have stickers. So Sunday, if you haven't, I'm going to make a promo right now. If you haven't received a sticker or you want a sticker, we're going to be at the match on Sunday, two o'clock start time. I know that um, I'm pretty sure Luis and I are going to be in the in the stadium at round one. I don't know if you're going to get a little uh, to the tailgate a little bit earlier, um, Luis, but. I'm I'm gonna be there really early, blazes early, because you know it's not like having an early start to the party kind of a thing. Oh yeah, I'm gonna be there early as well. So yes, we will be at the tailgate. If if you want your sticker early on, <laughs> stop by there. If if you arrive afterwards, then 
even though we're going to be in the VIP section, we'll, we're still going to be moving around the stadium. So we're more than happy to meet you anywhere and, and give you some stickers because we still have a lot. Uh, I want to try and give away a lot of them before the season ends, before uh, or by the game that Jared will be going to. And so if you want one, we got one for you. Actually, more than one as well. So, uh, yeah, just send us a message. Uh, let us know. And uh, ideally, send us a message on Twitter. That would actually be the best spot if you do have one, because I, I do get the alerts real quick. But if it happens on Facebook or Instagram, all, all good. I'll be checking my phone um, before the game and during the game as well. So we'll, we'll meet you somewhere and, and get those stickers out to you. So. Yeah, thanks for bringing up that mention. And also, if you do see us or if you already gotten stickers and you want more, we're more than happy to give you more. So but let me put that out there as well. Or if you want to meet us and say happy birthday to Sharon, that would be amazing, <laughs> too. So also let us know. We'll let you know where we're at. And, uh, you know, we'll let you say happy birthday to her as well. So happy birthday! it's going to be great. <laughs> And if you and if you want to buy her a a, 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 veg, a vegetarian meal or something to drink for her birthday, I'm sure she's not going to turn that down either. <laughs> yeah, Mama didn't raise no dummy. <laughs> or, or you know, some Republic merchandise too. If you guys want to buy, uh, there's that scarf right for Hispanic Heritage Month that they uh, came out with. Looks really nice. Mm-hmm. So, just saying, you got some ideas. There's also the thirty five dollar. Cameron Iwasa a shirt and uh, extra goodies bag that all the proceeds go to a really good cause. So there's so, also that. Also, Connor or anybody or Kevin Burdick, if you're listening to this, give me a pass for the field because I would love to walk out on the field after the match. So, you know, mm-hmm. that would be a really awesome birthday present you know, from the Republic is, you know, field pass since the, we, we were not able to get comped any of the VIP stuff, which I was promised by Ben Gumpert last uh, season at the beginning of last season. Yeah, we can comp you, uh, you know, when your family or whatever, when you want to have a birthday celebration. So I tried to put that into motion and it was like crickets. It's like, Ooh, I guess that's not true any longer. Okay, fine. So oh. much for being a season ticket holder since before day one. Right. Yeah. Oh, and and I've always said that, right? That you need to get some more benefits than all of us, right? Than anyone who wasn't there since day one. Like they need to make sure that all those fans are really appreciated, really feel great, uh, more than us, right? I'm just putting it out there because you guys have been paying for your season tickets every single season, no matter what. You've seen all kinds of things go on. The team is much different than it was before. And yet you're still renewing your season tickets. So I'm just saying, if that doesn't scream amazing fan, I, I don't know what does. So <laughs> I, I, I really hope so. Uh, just one final reminder. If you listen to this before uh, 8 p.m. on Friday, we are going to be doing our town hall covering uh, this game against Los Dos. So check it out on our Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube pages at State Republic 12. So you can actually uh, join in, give your comments on that. Or if you actually want to be on the actual show, be on the lookout for the StreamYard link, which we'll be sharing on uh, Twitter and Facebook there. So you can also be a part of it. And uh, last 
if you do actually listen to this after Friday at 8 p.m. on Saturday morning or Sunday morning or another day, um, you can actually check out the recording of the town hall, which automatically gets saved to uh, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. So no worries if you don't make it or if you want to leave something ahead of time, you can actually head on over to our YouTube page, uh, go on Twitter to get the link to that. And uh, you can actually leave comments ahead of time on any live show on YouTube. So if you still want to give your uh, opinion on anything, you could put the comment on there. And once we go live, we'll put it on the screen. So that's that's your option there as well. Great. Well, Sharon, Jared, thank you so much for being on. Uh, I missed our, our three team here, that our three usual team, especially for the 50th anniversary episode. I think that was really great. I really wish that Michael could have joined us for this one, but no yeah. worries. Uh, I think he he will be with us um, soon. You know, we're, we're, we'll we'll figure out a time that will hopefully work for him, and hopefully we can get him on, even if it's just ten minutes. Anything that really works for him, because we 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 need to have him on as as one of the people that helped me start this podcast, right? Because I, I could have started on my own, but. I just really wasn't that motivated for it to just be on my own, but he stepped up, you know, he helped me get this thing together. He actually came up with the name I have to say for state of the Republic. We were bouncing around names and, and whatnot. And he mentioned that, and I, I liked that name and that's what we went with. And so, uh, you know, I, I really want him back on because he, he's a big part uh, of this 50th anniversary uh, as, as much as everyone else who has been here and also the guests that we've had on, right, our correspondents that we call them that, right, with the way matches as well. And uh, and any future guests that we'll have on here, too, because we enjoy having fan guests on. They bring their own perspective of the game. And the more perspectives we hear, the better, because it's actually great when you disagree. So, Sharon, let's keep disagreeing. I, I, I'm loving that. <laughs> we we. We need that, right? It's it's better to disagree than to agree, actually. <laughs> it definitely makes for a more lively discussion than, you know, because we've got all the blind sides covered. We've got it all covered. So, yeah, see everybody on Sunday and, you know, join join the podcast on the live show Friday. So let's go. Let's go sack. Awesome. And happy early birthday. If you want to wish her on a birthday, her birthday will actually be on Saturday. So. Head on over to social media and tag us with happy birthday and, and we'll share any social media posts that get tagged. So have a great night, everyone. And uh, we will see you next week here on Stay of the Republic podcast. Kevin McAllister, uh, not Kevin McAllister, Rob McAllister. Sorry, Rob. Let me turn the audio off <laughs> so we don't get a copyright claim by the USL. <laughs> Yeah, so, I definitely. Def oh, sorry. Go, go, go ahead. ahead, go ahead, Jared. Sorry, oh, sorry. Uh, I was just gonna say.